Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the BL podcast. It has been a month since the e-rupees retail pilot was launched. As you know, the e-rupee is a part of the RBI's ambitious project to digitalize the economy. How is it different from wallets and payment apps? What are its uses and what lies ahead for the digital currency? Also, what is the reaction of bankers and customers? In this podcast, Senior Assistant Editor Hamsini Karthik talks to Ajay Rajan, Head of Transactions at S-Bank and Naveen Surya, a fintech expert, about this one-of-a-kind experiment by the Central Bank. Listen in. Hi, I'll go with uh, Ajay first. Uh, how have your customers taken to e in the last one month? Uh, I remember when we started off on the pilot, you said there is a little bit of FOMO among uh, uh, fintech founders. So, uh, how is the how is the response been so far? Well, uh, actually, I'll only add that uh, the FOMO has also got added to the general public as well. So, as we speak, there is um, you know there is a waiting list actually which we have. Uh, of customers who uh, want to, uh, you know, experiment and uh, onboard, get onboarded on the CBDC wallet. Uh, but as I had mentioned uh, earlier as well, um, you know, this is a, a closed user group pilot, which is, um, you know, being uh, opened up by Reserve Bank. Uh, and hence, uh, you know, we are going about it in a very calibrated manner. So obviously, you know, one uh, option could have all, always been that, you know, go all out and do it. But, you know, it's very early days. And even the uh, technical architecture, you know, which is being used in the pilot uh, is uh, maybe, you know, is, is could also, you know, undergo a change as we go, around, go about in the subsequent pilots. So it is always better uh, from a strategic point of view to test it out in a, in a smaller number. And, uh, you know, calibrate that number as you go on a daily basis, which is what is actually happening today. And, uh, you know, uh, keep adding on more banks, more customers, uh, more users as we as we uh, proceed. So that's really where it is right now. So maybe just to uh, also uh, further elaborate on your question. Uh, so today, uh, you know, the close user group is a mix of uh, Yes Bank staff, is a mix of Yes Bank customers. Uh, but those numbers are... Uh, pretty much being uh, moderated, uh, you know, by the bank, uh, not only Yes Bank, but I'm, uh, you know, uh, aware that other banks uh, also have the same approach. And uh, every bank is adding uh, to these numbers on a daily basis. So it is not being stagnated or it is not that it is not being added. So their numbers are being added. And uh, more, as more and more customers, as I mentioned, who are on the waiting list, uh, you know, will keep getting added, uh, you know, as we uh, as we increase. Is it possible for you to share the number? I mean, a ballpark of uh, a percentage of customers using or so many number of customers who have onboarded on pilot. Is that possible? I, I would avoid getting into numbers, Hamsini, at this stage. And frankly, percentages may not even make sense because it will just be a fraction of the overall client base uh, of any of the bank and uh, definitely when you talk about the larger banks uh, you know it may not even be worth mentioning so i think at this point again you know to reiterate it's a very very calibrated close user group uh, onboarding which is happening uh, and maybe you know when we talk about this in a few months or so uh, maybe you know that number could be uh, you know more significant but I, right now as we speak uh, you know it is still very very calibrated Great. Uh, some of the glitches or practical issues that you faced uh, with respect to e so far? 
uh see nothing which uh, has been very significant they will always be uh, you know sometimes where for example the uh, you know because we are whitelisting uh, numbers right so people who are in the close user group are, are their numbers are getting whitelisted uh, to get added so sometimes you know uh, there could be an error in terms of the whitelisted number not being the same as uh, the number which is linked to the uh, account and so on and so forth so those kind of uh, you know things have have come across uh and uh, you know which are uh, you know which are getting addressed and you know the new numbers which are linked to the bank account for example are being uh, are being whitelisted mm. uh, other than that you know few operational glitches uh, you know keep coming on and off but those are again being identified and uh, addressed immediately and uh, so far at least what i have seen is uh, error which uh, you know once happened and Uh, rectified uh, we have not seen recurrence of that uh, again uh, you know in that uh, particular instance so that at least shows that there is no systemic uh, uh, challenge but it is again uh, you know being addressed solved as it uh, goes along which is precisely the reason why i'm saying the numbers are also being managed and the users are also being managed right because we don't want uh, things suddenly going out saying is x is not working or y is not working right so long as it is being tested within a a certain pool of people who know that this is being done in a pilot manner i think you know you are able to tackle it and address it in a more uh, manageable manner Mm, fair enough. Uh, Navin, as a user of Erupi, how has your experience been? Have you faced any uh, issues while sending money, getting money? Has it been seamless? I think it's been fairly simple and easy to use. Of course, like uh, Ajay said, that because there is a multiple additional filtering process. Because RBI's purpose of this particular pilot is to achieve certain objectives and not to make it live to the common man yet, right? Hmm. so based on that objective there are some extra steps that are added between banks rbi and let's say the customers Such so they're as? verifying so they're verifying whether this person has been kind of identified to be added as a pilot since it's not open to all the customers right hmm. so you have to have let's say all your account number uh, mobile number all the rest of the details checked and mapped right so if there's any one single uh, variable is there probably your onboarding process would need to be done again etc right so that's been one kind of a things that is happening But once you are in, then as I said, uh, the transaction is extremely smooth. I could do three type of transaction. I could actually transfer money from a bank account into my Eropi account, which is pretty seamless. Could actually select the denomination of exactly like in your currencies as you want to store. Uh, while I still probably, from a long term perspective, think that probably in a in a token world, usually you just deal with the coins, right? So you just say that pesa. You don't necessarily need to mimic hundred percent, but Like I said, that's one of the probably objective of RBI currently to keep it as a node denomination. But I see probably from a technical reason, eventually even from a tech architecture, it will have to be just pesos, and then they can accumulate and convert into any currency as you want. So that's a well, first transaction that we did. Then we kind of uh, could do a P to P transfer between me and any other users. Again, known user group, so we had to identify who are the people we could transfer to who also are in the European. So yeah, it took say for me to find through as and few other friends. It will all have access. So that's the second part. Third, of course, I could do a P2M, which is merchant transaction. So again, we did a couple of QR code transactions. Obviously, I'm not traveling that that much out currently uh, due to some personal reasons. Uh, so I couldn't do so many of them. But whatever I could do, that process was fairly smooth. It is like any other QR code transaction. Uh, lastly, I even tried as a redemption transaction process. Again, mm-hmm. I use the Yes Bank app. Since I'm a customer there, uh, to even send money back into my bank account. So those are four things 
that are broadly available currently to us as a user for domestic transactions. And I'm actually personally very proud and excited that we have reached here very fast. While we took time to take mm-hmm. a decision, I don't know if you remember GFF, I was thinking, yes. how long, how long, why are we waiting? Yes. And then boom, you're ready and live. Yes. So that's a yes. great news for all of us. While Navi mentioned the onboarding is fairly smooth and uh, so on and so forth, you know, the you can actually on get a CBDC app downloaded and start transacting in less than a minute. Actually, hmm. it's a matter of seconds for you to complete the whole onboarding process, which is actually very, very, very simple. Right, because you are using your saving account right now to start, right? And as the pro- uh, pilot progresses, and you will be able to load your CBDC wallet with UPI, so you don't necessarily need to have a yes bank account, right? You can have a CBDC wallet with yes bank, even though your account is with A bank or B bank. Uh, you know, all that also uh, you know will follow, and but the whole process is extremely, extremely seamless, and even transacting is very seamless. The P2M actually works better than. Uh, even you know in other payment modes because there the settlement happens uh, you know t plus one or t plus two whatever whatever the other commercial terms right but here the settlement is instant so when mm. i transfer money to a merchant like right, if i yeah. shop in reliance retail or if i tank up in indian oil you know we're all uh, also you know some of the pilot uh, merchants in cbdc the money gets transferred to them instantly and they can redeem from their cbdc wallet to their current accounts instantly and it is free it is instant right yeah. that's not something which you get in any other payment mode in the in the country today. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. it's like your currency transaction basically the moment yeah, exactly. is given to the other person is usable any Sorry. common myths that you would want to bust uh naveen um because there's so much of uh yeah, um uh you know uh, Negativity going on around e There are are three or four. Let me pick up one by one. Why do we need CBDC? I think fundamentally CBDC, especially the retail one, is an answer to our solution for displacing physical cash. I call it physical cash or a currency. Hmm. uh, E-rupee actually is is the same thing on a steroid because it can also work in digital. So please understand it's extremely important given that 70-80% of retail transactions still in physical currency, still growing. At the same pace as digital, I think this could be the real answer because it could be given to anyone. Like, like as I said, eventually it will be available to every customer, whether or not they have a bank account. Mm-hmm. Second one, uh, what's the difference between this and a UPI and a wallet? I think we have to understand that you have money today in a bank account, right? And you have a money in your pocket. So this is more like a currency in your pocket, but in a digital form. It is not money in a bank account. Yes, It is not the app. So the app or a wallet holds the money, app actually also uses messaging protocols to transfer that money either to a merchant, another person, domestically or eventually internationally. So mm. those are going to be remain there and eventually for all of them. These are newer opportunities in the ecosystem. For which but I'm sure... Can I, uh, can I just interrupt you here? What could be the difference between a Paytm wallet and a e-rupia? Yeah, so Paytm wallet currently, the money that you hold is like a bank money, which is a money that you can and spend but again like i said when you transfer that money it is not like currency that it is reusable at some times there is a settlement time or even if it is like from upi the bank behind still have not completed the settlement so the transaction legs of a payment and settlement and settlement finality still has some time lag the moment you give your money to someone else which is a 10 rupee note it's over the same way e-rupee the moment you've given from a yours account to another account it's over the transaction is Final. Mm. There's no extra step pending after that. 
So that's a big difference. It looks simple, but technically it makes huge difference. So the velocity of money that becomes extremely fast here. And like I said, payment and settlement becomes here payment, including settlement. Mm, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And finally, the trust factor, right, Hansini? Mm. Because uh, you know, when you go deeper into the country, yeah. uh, you know, the, you're talking about comparison between a private wallet and and actually legal tender. So yeah. it's not a wallet to wallet comparison. You're actually comparing a wallet versus a currency, right? So there is a big difference between the two. So when you yeah. actually go deeper into the country and people who have not yet transcended into a digital way because you know they don't maybe they don't trust. Uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. private wallets or private yeah. uh, instruments. Uh, for them, it is a big benefit having uh, the ability to transact digitally, yet in a um, in a very legal tender, yeah. right? That is one. Second, and as we go forward, and this is going to be the future, but uh, you know, all of these wallets or private uh, currencies or UPI or any other payment mode are only operatable in a digital, in an internet uh, uh, state, right? Mm -hmm. But CBDC, as mentioned in the RBI concept note as well, has uh, very clearly a roadmap of going into offline, right? Mm -hmm. Or low Actually, we'll just areas. come to that point towards the yeah. end. Before yeah, that just one quick point I will add that one technical difference also is that this is a money as a liability of the RBI. Yes, exactly. It's not leverage money, so it's like limited to your uh, insurance of deposit insurance. This is 100% secure. Yes, yes. Now I'll come to you, Ajay. Um, we know that broadly this works on a blockchain technology, but then uh, if it's going to be exactly like rupee, then uh, like physical money in, in other aspects, instant settlement happens, but cash also goes through reconciliation. There is a chest involved and things like that. So, how can you take us through the technology aspects, the back end aspects of how the EUP functions? So, uh, very interestingly, in the pilot phase, um, you know, the uh, EUP actually adopts two emerging technologies, right? And if you actually look at mm -hmm. RBI's thought process as well, while they have had their own apprehension or reservation about crypto, but uh, they have always been very, very amenable and actually have talked positively about adopting of the underlying technology, right? which in this case is blockchain. Mm. So this is where they've actually put it to test, right? And they've actually said that, look, you know, we've always been positive about blockchain and this is where we have adopted it, right? So, uh, uh, so P2P works on a hybrid model. So there are two legs to it. There is a leg where, like you mentioned, the currency chest, right? So there is a leg between where banks are indenting e-rupee from reserve bank of india so the leg between banks and reserve bank actually is on blockchain right so that works uh, that works on that technology and then there is a, a leg where the banks operate between uh, themselves or move money or with the wallet moves uh, money in the wallet move between the banks that is completely api based Right? So it's actually a hybrid model in phase one, which is between blockchain and API. And uh, that's how the technology works here. But uh, is this what is going to be the final uh, leg or the final pilot uh, will also remain on this? Uh, you know, that remains to be seen. And RBI has very clearly said that they will continue to evaluate uh, various models, various 
uh, you know to, uh, uh, models on this uh, to see which works best right and eventually when they have to go into like i was saying in the uh, in the earlier point as well then they have to go down uh, deeper into low connectivity area or um, you know uh, no internet area they will we'll have to see how um, you know the technology works under those circumstances uh, because that is that is the only way that this whole uh, project will become a success uh you know into the uh, you know into india and bharat as we as we say right yeah. so but is there uh, an so that reconciliation that you guys do so uh, reconciliation uh, again here because it is it is token based is absolutely instant right so there is a finality to the transaction so when i transfer a p2p to navin for example or a p2m to indian oil uh, when we said that it is money is instant it is that means that there is end of reconciliation as well right so my money to navin is instant from every standard it's a legal tender transferred from me to navin it is a legal tender transferred from me to the merchant and they can redeem that money and credit into their current account and close the reconciliation at their end at their end just as they would do for a physical cash Okay. and i would i would further clarify i'm saying that it's in a physical money it's not about reconciliation it's about verification for any mm. theft right mm. or a distribution aspect that it is exactly same what you received in digital that's not required that's so right. reconciliation is only for a payment and settlement part whether it's not happened that's not required here so we are technically then cutting off two layers of normal operations yeah and including cost right the the whole cost of distribution exactly. of a physical currency storing over a period of time even if you could take 20% out it's a huge impact great see cost cost of handling cash is not only expensive for reserve bank right it is also expensive for people yeah. for merchants it's very expensive right because you yeah. need to have a, a cash management provider coming picking up the cash um, uh, settling it into your current account there is a cost involved to it there is a time <laughs> involved to it this eliminates everything absolutely um we'll come to the last point here um navin how do you see the use case for erp developing as we penetrate further uh, just yeah. spoke about how it would be available offline as well but yeah. um, and we're also talking about an interoperability world wherein yeah. i can use erp to do a upi payment and so on and so forth so how do you envisage the entire system evolving let's say 2 years from now so i think i would not give any specific timeline but broad use cases right there are wholesale there's a retail in wholesale again there's domestic and international again within domestic you could do a lot of settlement related work behind the bank for an example upi itself needs a solution between banks to have an instant instant settlement at the back right currently you and i get money when we use upi app but the bank are still settling in a batch but if you have a token wholesale token in between mm-hmm. that can be debited and instant settlement can happen mm-hmm. so same way the international side there are international trade transactions which also need solution right these are very generic very broad macro examples and then there are a lot of variety of this domestic uh, sorry the retail side obviously you have a domestic transaction p2p and p2m we talked about it right we talked about again g2 g2p or a g2c you want to say right or other way around so a lot of transactions that can happen between them even people who don't have a bank account let's say there is a flood relief you want to send money including what i just said on a so offline here means no internet or no connectivity hmm. it means you have received a token once in your phone just because just with your base verification through sms or something with your aadhar or something now you the way you hold your currency in your pocket you're holding 
in your device, which could be maybe even a feature phone. And now you're able to transfer that anytime, anywhere, right? So there are all kinds of domestic P2P to P2M transaction. Again, international or international remittances. So there are, wherever there is money involved, eventually you will see rupee. And timeline, maybe it will take probably for all those use cases to become fully active five to seven years. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that the way you use money today in a three to five years time completely changed, especially after Europe becoming very popular. And I think that's what we're all looking forward to. And that will be even a bigger change. And lastly, on interoperability, I think it's by default because each of these payment systems, right, the way they take debit card, credit card, bank account, this will be just one more option within all those systems. Mm-hmm. It won't be so difficult. I think there are rules very well laid down. It's just that first independently, the system needs to uh, let's say be tested, piloted, scaled, uh, and one by one, all those use cases to be kind of out. And then eventually it will interoperate, which is already can be done, right? Through APIs and various means. But it is, see, it is by nature interoperable. It is because it, it belongs to the Bank of India. It yeah. does not belong to X, X wallet or B wallet or, you know, B app, right? It is yeah. a central bank currency, can be used by anyone, everyone, Without any restriction, that is one, right? Mm-hmm. The second, and maybe you know, just to uh, further amplify on the points which have been made, right? Uh, I think the other big difference, where from a use case perspective, which will come, uh, is going to be programmability, right? So while G two B payment uh, is definitely one, but right, but then uh, maybe you know, uh, if a fertilizer subsidy, for example, is to be given to farmers for buying seeds, right? Uh, a lot of times we see that uh, you know the money goes to some middleman money does not reach the farmer you know it, it may reach the farmer but may not be used for the purpose uh, for, which is, for which it is meant so all of that actually can be then facilitated through, through CBDC where the money can go directly to the CBDC wallet of the farmer it can be programmed in a way that it can be used for buying seeds in designated uh, you know government shops and uh, so that the leakage is not there and it is used for the purpose for which it is meant so a lot of these use cases will get developed, BBT, subsidies, all of that, you know, can directly be sent. And the more and more money that, you know, put, you put into the into the wallet of the end consumer, uh, you know, the usability will automatically, you know, get added, right? And last but not the least, you know, I would actually uh, say this and, you know, no one better than Naveen as, you know, the industry body, um, you know, chairperson here. But uh, eventually, see, UPI also, if you look at it, the product was launched, everything is there. But the but the proliferation happened because the ecosystem innovated around it, mm. right? Here also, right now, we are talking about a CUG, but when it is expanded and when you get more banks and the fintechs and everyone, uh, you know, uh, getting to uh, have the ability to use it, you know, it is going to be a matter of time where people will innovate on various use cases where, you know, a currency actually can be used, right? Yeah. It is it is an extremely potent and, uh, you know, critical uh, ammunition which will be there in everyone's arsenal by definition. Ajay, I, I, uh, let me just pause you here. Uh, one of the largest users of cash is our uh, MSME uh, segment, both on the supply side as well as on the customer side. Uh, do you believe that uh, maybe the next phase of piloting should be on a, a, a end-to-end basis, a merchant-to-merchant basis? Although we have e on a, a wholesale basis, which is getting tested now, but that's 
for a completely different use case. Do you believe that if we find success on an M2M basis, that's where we would really solve all the problems of cash as such? See, today, if you look at cash, right? Now, again, the fundamental point uh, of CBDC is wherever cash is used, mm. by default, because CBDC will have features akin to physical cash, can be absolutely replicated, right? Mm. So today, when I go and tank up in you know, an Indian oil outlet, I am uh, I am going and giving them, for example, cash, card, whatever, right? But let's assume I'm giving cash. I can simply substitute that cash with CBDC. Now, there is nothing which prohibits me when, you know, the pilot gets en uh, enlarged tomorrow for further use cases for extending this to B2B as well, right? And uh, and if, if a B2B payment is today and uh, you know, happening in cash because of whatever be the reason, right, the same benefit will also come under, uh, under CBDC, right? A lot of times, you know, we use cash and, you know, uh, is because of anonymity, right? CBDC will give the same benefit. Of course, you know, there will be thresholds, but, uh, you know, that same benefit from anonymity perspective will also be there, whether it is a B2B, P2P, P2M, you know, whatever be the, uh, the model, that benefit will remain. I think, Amsini, if they extend the, extend the pilot to NBFCs, right, microfinance companies yes. and other <laughs> similar fintech, you will automatically see each of those use cases. But I think current purpose is a very limited doing certain objectives, eventually you will see each one of them being part of this. Great. Hope to connect with you you both uh, maybe six months from now to see yeah. how much of penetration, how much of learning on ground has happened. Yeah. No, I would say this is an area where India will be leader in three to five years, the way we are in fast payments. And uh, I extremely believe in this. This will happen. Great. Likewise. And I, I know and not only retail CBDC, but I'm also a... Uh, very very bullish on wholesale CBDC, okay. which of course will also require other countries to evolve their uh, respective models. But given the focus by every country on uh, on CBDC, I I think it's only a matter of time where even wholesale cross border CBDC uh, brings in huge amount of financial and operational efficiencies, uh, you know, to countries and banks and. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and don't forget to subscribe. Until the next time. This is Team Business Line saying goodbye.